Well, hello, everybody. This is another episode of Think Shack, exploring memes to their extremes. Your this favorite is my, podcast. We're attempting to do radio voices because part of the motivation for us doing this podcast is that people keep telling us we have great voices. And um, as someone who doesn't have much more going on for him in life, <laughs> <laughs> that is really motivating. So I was like, you know what? Let's milk this fucking opportunity. Um, sorry for cursing. We promised we wouldn't curse as much. But thank, I, I want to milk this opportunity for all of its worth. And we're also trying to attract more female listeners. So, hey, baby, yeah. what's up? What are you wearing? It doesn't really matter what your species Put is, that in as the long comments. as you're female. Put that in the comment. What are you wearing <laughs> underneath? your hair what well, i don't even know what to do. like that was a like we were trying to <laughs> go with it you know when you do something and people think it's going in one direction but it goes in like yeah, a totally different direction yeah. so anyway speaking of things going in one direction it goes in different directions we were cracking this joke before this because um i don't remember what the context was but like we were talking about like certain situations that happen and you just you find depressed. yourself depressed and you're like you know what i'm just gonna go buy rope and, go kill buy myself. <laughs> and without any hate to people with suicidal thoughts our hearts go out to you but it's kind of funny um if you think about it because like imagine you go out to buy rope for suicide and then you get frustrated by the whole process because there's no high quality rope out i'm there. imagining a time lapse where someone is like shopping through with all the, well, the, the the fun jingles all the malls and department stores and supermarkets and, and jumia and all of that and they just can't find the right quality rope every rope they try just keeps snapping just imagine the time lapse like a whole video with some fun jingle elevator music is <laughs> 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 looking through the stores Cut away. It just becomes like a whole life story. And but here's the thing: start a company because like no rope is working. And that's the twist. Like, imagine if you were so frustrated looking for rope to commit suicide, you're like, you know what? There's a serious gap in the market. I'm gonna start a (laughs) rope making company. And that's like literally a billionaire origin story. Like, I was about to kill myself, but then I found my calling. (laughs) There's just no rope. But that's the funny thing: if you started a company making rope. Would it be rope for people specifically looking for rope for suicide? I'm sorry, we really enjoy dark humor. Would it be rope for people looking for rope for suicide or like just like general purpose rope? That would have some really funny marketing if you think about it. You're trying to kill yourself? Go out in style. Here's some <laughs> <laughs> High quality deaths at our stores. It, it won't leave scars just for your family to look at you. Like a... Anyways, let's rope this back in. To... <laughs> oh, that was smooth. Okay, yeah, but seriously, though, if you have any suicidal thoughts, our thoughts go out to you, you know, um, there's probably um, one of those like fast dial numbers out there. Please try it. Please tell your friends about it. Um, I mean, generally, we're all for document. We kind of feel like we have to add this because just a disclaimer. Yeah. But before we get too serious, if you do have good ropes to recommend, go ahead and do that. We might as well have a brand sponsor who sells good ropes. Yeah. Rope. So roping back. <laughs> yeah. Um, we yesterday, which was podcast. like Saturday, the the eleventh of February, we went to a live recording of the Sandwich Podcast, which is a really popular podcast. It's so popular that for the longest time, um, someone I know thought that it was the most popular podcast in the country because yeah. it was being promoted it everywhere. Though? It's not like it which had like is? all of thirty five k subscribers or something yes. right now as of speaking. But then we have like other podcasts like um um uh, what's it called the mics are open with over 100k subscribers wow. so you know but over it's 20, a really cool podcast over 25 has how many probably closer to 150,000 something as of this recording 
But then that's the thing. It's a really cool podcast because even with 35,000 subscribers, they did like this live recording show thing where the cheapest ticket was 800 shillings. And I guarantee you there were like a few hundred people at the winning post for that stuff. I bought mine at 1500. I was like, you bought yours at 1500? Jesus imagine? freaking Christ. And you didn't even see the recording. Why did they charge you 1500? I don't know. Maybe it's because I came late. The thieves. Anyway, so <laughs> like, I saw, imagine, I, I bet these guys took anywhere from like um, 300,000 to a mil easily home off of just one night of recording. I mean, that's good money. My only problem was that, I mean, and this isn't like a problem with the sandwich podcast per se. I guess it's just like a preference thing. If you're going to record a podcast, I mean, it's like a show. People are there to listen to you speak. There might be some interaction with the audience, but it's going to be within the context of the podcast. Um, So like I would imagine like an auditorium or something of the sort would be better. You know, like it's almost like a performance, like a play or a movie or something. But this was like a whole open air thing where like I'm pretty sure like 90 percent of the audience wasn't even listening to the recording half the time. Was there music? There was plenty of music. I mean, I mean, during the recording, there wasn't music. It was just like they had these random games where like some random people had to come up and try to win the girl's heart on stage. And I don't know why that's a thing, but it was a thing. I mean, wasn't it themed Toxic Valentine or something like that? The theme was Toxic Valentine's, right? Because Valentine's Day is coming up. What are you guys looking forward to So I guess that makes sense. What are you guys looking forward to doing on Valentine's Day? We're talking about... How the expectation is for guys to take their girlfriends out, like what? Or buy them gifts. But I remember the conversation the way it went is that personally, I I kind of like I was telling you about this, and you kind of like agree. You're a giver. Exactly, I love to gift. Um, but the funny thing is, it has to be self motivated. Like if if I'm dating and the girl comes and she's like, I need this and that. Could you buy it for me? I'm like, no, I don't want to like, do no. it. You're like, no. You look at me, you see money. Is that exactly. It? You just feel so used. But then if, if, if there is no asking and you know, like this, this, this woman is just like, I mean, she could say what she wants. Like sure. Valentine's is the time of the year where the worst thing happens to your female friends. Like, oh, I got robbed at gunpoint. My kid is suffering. He has kosher core. <laughs> and let me tell you, all these sub stories are like, just because it's Valentine's doesn't mean like. like oh, You're the I only got- friend I have in my contact list. But even with your own personal girlfriend, right? Like if the girl is asking or, or not asking, like mm-hmm. if, if she expects it. Yeah, but then if you have like one of those girlfriends, just like, oh yeah, I like this, and then just moves on with her life, no pressure, nothing. You, you want to like buy that shit buy for that. her, yeah, yeah. and I don't know. I mean, I'd love to hear what the guys have to say about that because personally, I kind of like feel like uh, gift giving is one of those weird things. It has where to come from you. It's like washing the dishes. You always <laughs> want to wash the dishes up until <laughs> someone tells you. Could you wash the dishes? Fuck no, I'm not. Like, why? Why do you want me to wash the dishes though? Actually, you know what? Let me just check psychology today. Yeah, what is um, that? What is that feeling like? If if you ask, I feel offended. But if you don't, I feel like I should or I feel like I want to. Why is it harder? But it would be so hard to, to find that query on Google. Like, how do you type Buy that? stuff. I'm literally typing it out as yeah. we speak. Why is it hard to buy stuff for my girlfriend? Right? For my girlfriend. It's going to be the longest. In Kenya? Time. Why is the autocomplete? Why is it harder to buy stuff for my girlfriend? They Kenya? know Kenyan girlfriends are difficult. <laughs> Why is it harder to buy stuff for my girlfriend? In Kenya than what? it is to buy my girlfriend in Qatar? <laughs> because shit is slave. imported in Kenya. It's expensive as fuck. Like, bro, just get a plane ticket and go buy her stuff in bulk in Qatar. And the one in Qatar is probably like, her human rights are not being respected. So it's much easier. <laughs> so it's easier, right? Like, why is it harder to buy stuff for my girlfriend when she asks? And I'm just going to search. Um, so what are the results? I feel like it's always good to look at the results because Google sometimes is like, I don't care what you ask me. I'm just going to tell you what I want to tell you. Right. Okay. So there isn't, 
so much. I mean, but they're all like a bunch of articles you, about like 10 signs just too high maintenance. As you look for or it. like, where do you draw the line when your girlfriend asks for money? Which I guess like, I know where those articles are going. I know what direction they're going. Yeah. Um, but like, I guess what I want to know most specifically is, is there like a weird psychological aspect, like scientifically grounded, where like if someone asks you to do something for them, it is harder Let for me you try. to do it than when you're self-motivated. Let me take a crack at it. I think it's just because when someone expects you to do it, it becomes an obligation. Nobody loves to do their obligations. Nobody likes to yeah. pay taxes. Nobody likes to give to church. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like but, when it's self-motivated, like, oh yeah, I totally chose this. And there's no limit. You can actually go overboard. Nobody likes to drink hospice. But when you get the chance to buy it in the name of alcohol. <laughs> I'm not going to mention names, but I think... Some brands of alcohol are literally hospice. Some brands that start with a G, because there's many of them. So that leaves some ambiguity. Yeah, and they rhyme with hillbillies. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> like literally drinking hospice. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. Also, something else you kind of need to consider is that um, generally when when someone asks you for something it's they're trying to directly get value out of you. And you do have this feeling where you're like, okay, so you want to get value out of me, but what have you done for me? But when like someone is just being themselves and trying to be the best version of themselves, like, oh fuck, I need to pay her back somehow. I need to be there for her. And, and that's woman is probably doing the a most. huge aspect of gift giving, right? Probably, yeah. But if like, and it, it kind of like erases the transactional aspect of it. Because like, imagine if your girlfriend cooks you like a really beautiful meal or gave you the most amazing hand job you've ever had. Wow. And then immediately after the hand job, she's like, hey, could you, um, you know, buy me a car now? I feel like that's different. You would be inclined to buy a car, especially because you got the best hand job of your life. Yeah, <laughs> you can already start picturing how you're gonna be. She's gonna be driving, or you're gonna be driving with while getting a hand job at the same time while like, driving. Yeah, I can imagine the car crashes. Like she misses the gear shifter and then grabs you. <laughs> do not, do not hand job and drive. That that, that should, should be, be an ad. For, <laughs> public service announcement: Do not get a hand job and drive. A public service announcement. Yeah, <laughs> but but. <laughs> 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 We need that on a t-shirt. Oh, for By sure. the way, at some point, we're going to like start like doing Pinshack merch. Cubic service announcement. That's so cr- Do not blow job and drive. One letter makes all the difference. It's like when we came up with a whole um, uh, chat gay PT. Oh, yeah. Remember? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, uh, so I was thinking, the audience, you can, you guys, you ladies can try this as an experiment because this is Valentine's week after all. Yeah. Try not to ask for what you want and see if your guy will get it. And then maybe next year, although this is like a very long experiment, but right. you can try it on another occasion like we'll your birthday. for the next five years. I mean, like it's always birthday. worth it to collect as much data as possible. No, Please do not ask your boyfriend for anything for the next 10 years. But you could try it for us. your birthday or something like that and see how the results vary. Like literally, you might get it from not asking. What Here's the saying? thing, actually. If you want to do this proper research style, for Valentine's, don't ask for anything. For your birthday, ask for something. And then for Christmas, tell your boyfriend specifically not to get you something. That's the control group. I'm trying to put myself in the position of the boyfriend who doesn't get asked anything. You start thinking, wait, how come she's not asking me for anything? It reminds me of those memes that make the rounds about like your girlfriend hair is done. Her nail is done. Her nails and you haven't done, paid for it. And she didn't ask like, bro, are you seriously dating that are girl? Are you dating that girl? It's so not? annoying though, because nobody ever sends the same <laughs> meme to women. Like, look at your boyfriend. He's so well dressed and you didn't pay for any of those clothes. Are you? dating him like which would be probably more relevant today sure. um if you consider that guy who goes around um having sex with men's men's mothers i don't know if it's men's mothers or oh women's, it's like the guy who was saying like you need to what was, what was prusia something bend over prusia he said bend over i think it was bendo so he bend was like prusia. you need to have you need to pay the fee to roll with me or something like that <laughs> 
wearing some tank top showing a lot what of What was his name? Oh, yeah. So, it's oh, Bendo Prusha. He's actually uh, How many trending at the moment. How many followers does he have now? I don't know. I mean, is he on Instagram? Like, you just have to look weird and then say something. There's this crazy. video where they're, like, doing an interview of him and he's talking about how I mean, we spend money on him. And then he, like, he's like, just look at me. And then he tries to take off his shirt. And it takes all of three yeah. years to take off the shirt. Say so it Bendo. I'm pretty sure it's got... Oh, Bendo Prussian. How many followers? I'm one... How many? 11? I mean, no, I don't know if that's a real account, to be honest. He's already got fake accounts? Bro, Probably. you made it if you've got fake accounts after you. Yeah, exactly. There's also a Ben Dover. <laughs> of course. <laughs> when I is. search for Bendo. And it's followed by someone I know. But anyway... <laughs> Just getting back, because we, we, we're probably going to go on like all sorts of tangents. Just coming back, like the general question for Valentine's is, is gifting easier when they specifically ask? Or is it easier when it comes from the goodness of your own heart or from your own initiative? And if you know the name of that psychological uh, phenomenon. I think the trans- transactionality of it probably is, is part of it. Because like, I mean, like, let's be honest. Let's be honest, you know, and and there's going to be pushback on this. I anticipate, but I don't care. Relationships, a lot of human relationships, not just romantic ones, are transactional um, at their heart. But at the same time, the explicit pronouncement of this transactionality makes the relationship lose value. Like, for example, we all know that when you're going to the dating marketplace, right? You need to have something to offer. Either you're good looking or you have a great job or you're funny, blah, blah, blah. And then based off of that, you get like a girl who is a certain level of attractiveness and she likes you because she thinks her value matches your value. That's a transactional relationship because if you want any of the things she liked, she wouldn't like you. And if she wasn't any of the things uh, you liked, you wouldn't like her. But at the same time, if you if you go explicitly on like a dating site, like I have a really nice car and lots of money, it just looks like bad taste. It just looks like you're saying, hey, I'm, I'm trying to buy your affection i'm trying to exactly i know you're a hope all sex <laughs> actually all sex all marriage all relationships are transactional, transactional but the moment you explicitly pronounce a transaction it becomes prostitution the parallel is with churches and religion like it is transactional really like, like god you, will take you to heaven for like uh, the, the the price of 10 percent of your monthly okay there is that but then i'm talking about the churches like they're selling you all these uh theories all these they're teaching you for money Exactly. And, tithe, and they, giving you sort of like soulful nourishment because they're supposed to make you feel like there's life after death. I'm so sorry. Again, um, you probably believe in life after death, but they're supposed to sell you all this promising stuff about how, you know, like there's an end to the suffering and you're going to make it explicit about the fact that they're a business and they need to actually make money. Exactly. Speaking of businesses, something was in the news this week about a particular Betty Chalo. It's pronounced Chalo Kialo. Um, Chalo. Yeah. This is one of my pet shallow? peeves. Is she this shallow? is one of my pet peeves about like <laughs> local names. Yeah. yeah. And 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 stay with me here, right? We inherited the current alphabet oh, from, yeah, from the, the colonizers, the British, right? So the 26 letter alphabet, which means that um if we're going to have like any special ways of like writing words that are different from the way they're pronounced, they it's wouldn't make any sense. Mm. Like a lot of our stuff is going to be phonetic. It's pronounced the way it's written. Yeah. So where the hell did K-Y-A-L-L-O become Chalo instead of Kialo? Why the hell don't we just write it as C-H-A-L-L-O? I'd love to know. It's a double L for me as well. 
The double L is also a little weird. And we see a lot of these in the Kamba community. Mm-hmm. Um, we see them in the Kikuyu community. Like, like, like for example, you come from Odero, but it's written Udiru. Yeah. So, like, why? It's like Shiko, which is literally... When did we, like, appropriate the Siku. U and make it an O? Or Shiku? C-I-K? Why the hell did we get the idea that the C is supposed to be a sh? Everything. Why don't we just write it at S-H-I-K-O? I feel like we got colonized so bad that like, everything got taken over. Like, even the way yeah. we say things... Speaking of taking like, over, like, Betty Chalice building... <laughs> is being taken over. Got taken over by the original landlord, who were Indian, interestingly enough. So, so she um, owes 90 million for the, the rent. Apparently, she had rented out a business premise to be called magic business center which is quite interesting like you rent out a space that you yourself don't own so she was paying like 7m a month i I mean the concept of arbitrage isn't entirely foreign here like for example it makes a lot of sense and we were talking about this before you don't have to buy a whole ass building or build a whole ass building just get like the original owners because we were talking about this um, when we were were discussing like airbnbs Mm. and one of the things people do with airbnbs is you go rent an apartment and then sublet it and make money off of airbnb on it so i guess that's roughly the idea on a grand scale scale that betty chalo is going for so she goes and rents the building from the original owner is on a lease right where she's supposed to pay like something like i don't know um seven million a month i think seven mil a month right and then she like partitions it into all of these shops little uh little stalls actually how many were they because she was charging like seven thousand a month i imagine i mean they have to be enough to cover a seven million shilling rent and then some but weren't they though like the fact that her businesses don't seem to be doing that well because she was in the news recently as well for not paying uh a software developer about a system she was saying was The guy who was free. managing her software, like her yeah. accounting software? That guy was smart. Apparently, he went and got a free software, like some free software, and then told her, like, I've customized it for you. <laughs> That's not unheard of, though. Because, for example, I'll tell you something right now. As, as someone with, like, a background in software engineering, um, if I wanted to, like, get an LMS, an LMS is a learning management system. So, you know, like, the stuff that does the grading. It doesn't mean lick story. my shit. Lick my <laughs> shit. <laughs> If I wanted to get an LMS, yeah. that sounds like a really good name it's for like a phone a platform. It's like a service you get at a massage parlor. Like, do you have the LMS today? <laughs> do you have the LMS service? Oh, yeah, like, it's only oh, yes, 1500. Sir, that is a, fa- a fan favorite. I remember this meme, right, mm-hmm. where this guy was like, um, my girlfriend works at a local barber shop. But so like today <laughs> was her day off. Her. And then I, <laughs> I went to see her and then they had, I saw that they had like a happy ending. And I was like, so how much is that? Like 1200 but the one who offers it is off today. It's gonna be the lick my shit service is offered by a girlfriend. The LMS is not there. So LMS, what does it do? An LMS is a learning management system, right? So it's like just like school management software. And there's so many free versions of it. If you're like big on GitHub, you'll find there's so much open source software. But open source software is highly standardized for a general audience. So you're gonna go get it, customize it for the specifics of you know the context Mm -hmm. that you're working within. And actually customizing shit because like i've even got like shit as simple as um as like wordpress themes or like website templates and i want to make a personal website i don't want to write all the html for it so i get like a template and then i customize it with all my data and that can actually take a bit of time i need to be compensated for that so i don't think he was doing anything wrong doing that just because he got open source software and customized it doesn't mean he doesn't deserve to be paid but that brings me to the fact that you know the fact that she's not paying these people she's not even paying the landlord which is like a basic expense for a business yeah it goes to it points to the fact that maybe these might actually be money laundering schemes because yes you set up a business but then you don't necessarily do the maintenance you don't necessarily do the possibly uh, the or alternatively 
I mean, because like, I mean, the money laundering thing, um, with all due respect, I feel like might be a bit far-fetched. It could be as simple as she just have a, she just has a really lavish lifestyle. But where and, does she get the money from? She was a news anchor. They don't get that, pay that much as far as I Yeah, so she starts businesses, takes all the proceeds, doesn't pay her workers because she is furnishing or like, 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 um, what's the word? What's the word? Funding, Funding. her lavish lifestyle. And then in the process, of course, you're going to like have like shit accounting. Let's but look like, at the uh, rap sheet. She has what? What is this? Flair? I think that's a hair salon. Flair by Betty. And then there's an that's aftershave That's the salon company. actually, isn't it? And then there's an aftershave company. And the one that she's in hot water for is... Is Magic called? Business Center. What kind of name is Magic Business Center, though? It sounds like a... I mean, club. magically lost money. But... Oh! But, yeah. <laughs> Here's some magic business. We don't know how it works, but somehow You it put works. your money in it and it disappears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a magician, baby. I yeah. can make your money disappear. Right. So, like, basically, the idea, I mean, just to get back to the point, the idea is that um, she was supposed to lease this from the original owners, um, partition all the stalls, and then rent them out, right? Mm. And I think she had, like, a bunch of partners. Um, and then a year down the line, she hasn't been paying the rents and the owners decide to move to court to reclaim the business building. When they do that, now remember they are going to like uh, get the the lease agreement between them and her canceled yeah. right but at the same time they have all these tenants who they didn't sign up so they require the tenants if you want to keep staying here, you got to like sign yeah, a new okay. lease agreement which means new rents new deposits and that leaves like a bunch of people really angry because they really trusted betty Chalo with all of this but we were doing some kind of like background research and another thing that leads me to believe the whole money laundering theory is right. the fact that this business the original lease was registered under a pharmaceutical company or something like that now that's the thing actually the building's original name is fashion plaza for some weird reason but she called the magic business center i guess fashion plaza is the original name from from the from the owners, the owners. and i'm looking at the original letter right so the original owners are known as nishapa um investments limited right mm. And this building is known as Fashion Plaza, erected on land reference number 298 slash 1829. Mm. This is like, um, is it View Park Towers or something? It's just some random place yeah. in town. Yeah. And what happened is that when she like rented out this, um, when, when she rented out this land, right? The name of the business, like the, the, this, this building, sorry, the name of the business under which she rented it was Troy Medicare Pharmacy Limited. That is the actual tenant. So that's some shady stuff. Because if you were like renting it out in order to sublet, I would imagine you'd call it like Betty Chalo Investments or Betty something. Investments. Why would you name it like like a pharmacy? Pharmaceutical? For a whole entire building. And that's what leads me to believe there might be some shady business going on with Betty Chalo because she has been seen to, I mean, be known to date some very influential people mm-hmm. who themselves have questionable backgrounds. So I do believe that the whole um, bit shallows and money laundering, it does hold some water, I think. So, okay. So I heard this news on Edgar O'Barra some time back, but you know what? I'm I'm not going to name names or pull shit out of my ass, but I'll give you a general gist of how it works. Yep. A lot of like these celebrities opening up salons and nail parlors and beauty spas and all of massage that. Massage parlors. You, massage parlors. The idea, the story was like you have like these money launderers, right? Mm. And they're getting money through illegal means and they need to somehow legitimize the money, right? Yeah. So what they do is they get like these girlfriends, celebrities, 
Exactly. They give them a bunch of money to run them through the run it through the business as like capital, and then they're gonna get like a, a portion a of the profits. Exactly. So now it, 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 the money would be reported as revenue from the business, which is a great way to launder money. And I heard that a lot of like well-known influencers may actually be, be funding their kind of really lavish spas and parlors through this particular business model. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you launder money. In the UK, they have something similar, is but there is more like money mules. They'll find right. regular people like you and us, and they'll be like, "Hey, is your bank account healthy? Let me run some money through your account, and then we can keep like two thousand dollars." Yeah, so it's like eight thousand dollars. I'll just like deposit it directly, and then you'll send me six thousand to a bank account. Just to of my clean choice. up the money. So she might be a money mule. Exactly. It sounds like a kid's bedtime story. but yeah i mean i totally get your point and i agree so uh, speaking of which like the segue for this is like talking about like some serious cases of money laundering and fraud Something on large scale that have happened recently about. that a lot of people don't know about Nakumat and Naivas. Nakumat and Naivas. So Jean and I recently like stumbled upon this channel by this great guy. By the way, you guys should go follow him. We're going to plug him in the description. His name is Jeff, Jeff Kafka. Kafka. And it's Jeff with a P-H. So J-E-P-H and then K-A-F-K-A. Jeff Kafka. Jeff Kafka. <laughs> Sounds like you're I'm Jeff Kafka. But he has like a really <laughs> weird way of pronouncing things. Monk. The way he says bank. So many monks have been robbed. It sounds like he has a bit of constipation. I mean, we're literally plugging this <laughs> He's guy. constipated with knowledge. Because <laughs> he's got some serious facts. Like, this is the bunk. Yeah. Like, Come on, man. Go but he's shit, a really back. great guy. Like, I personally think he's probably, like, he's charting a great path for Kenyan content where we actually get, like, some really in-depth, well-researched stuff. Yeah. You know, like, which is what hopefully it's we're going to do with, like, our channel. But the idea was, like, Nakamut and Nivus um and actually not Nivus, sorry sorry i'm Nivus so sorry to Nivus. Nivus is fantastic nakamut and tuskies tuskies my lord i look yeah I, I literally thought it was nakamut and Nivus. i think it's i mean there's a small relationship there between nakamut and Nivus because it just so happens that the person who owns Nivus is the younger brother to the person who owns tuskies dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> but anyway the way it goes with nakamut like like you know atul kumar shah was like you know the um chairman of the board or whatever the hell you know the was, guy was who like started nakuru mattress ended up as nakumet yeah so atul shah was you know the child to mandalal shah who came to kenya like in what 1965 or whatever we are butchering these names but forgive us yeah exactly and um you know uh it, it basically what happened is his father had to declare bankruptcy at some point because like his business was running purely in credit um he was like supplying textiles to uganda and we're talking about a tool shot right now yeah but 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 you know the debtors weren't paid the creditors were weren't paying and the creditors were demanding payments so the father had to declare bankruptcy so a tool shot and his brother who i forget his name um decided to yeah they decided to start selling like bed sheets and stuff that's right. why it was called Nakuru mattresses? Well, at first it wasn't actually called Nakuru mattresses. It was some formats. So it was formats. That's a better name. And, and they would like sew this stuff at home and then they would like sell them. Right. And then they had like a, a, an uncle who owned Nakuru mattresses. And at some point they decided to like. Um, Join forces. 
join forces. But because like Fermat did so well, they managed to pay off their father's 1.2 million shilling debt. And then they bought uh, Nakura matches from their uncle who relocated to the UK. And I'm getting all of this information from Jeff Kafka's channel, by the way. Like I literally did not research this shit. Jeff Kafka did the job. I just memorized his video. So you guys should check out his YouTube. And then what happened is Nakura mattresses really grew. So instead of like just selling bed sheets and stuff, they started selling pots and pans, cutlery. You know, it just slowly grows into a supermarket. More basically. mattresses. Eventually, they they spread out, and Nakura mattresses get shortened to Nakuma and so on. And, and um, Jeff up. Kafka points out at some point. Now, before Tuskies came up, Jeff Kafka points out at some point that. Uh, after 10 years of running the shop, Nakama was like on the ascension, you know, to were heaven they, or whatever. Were they in the billions already? Because I feel like their, their ascension was really quick. It was like, a, it was like, a. I mean, this is like from 1970 to 1988. So they have like wow. really blown up, but they've been growing so well. And Atul tells his brothers, you know what we have here? It's a baby elephant. And we're going to grow this elephant so big, it'll be able to crush all competition. It'll be like, you know, I don't know, the king Jumbo of the jungle or whatever. Exactly. And that's where the like the, the elephant in the Nakamut logo comes from. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, they ex- expand Nakamut really well, but then they quickly realize that just like, you know, doing it the straight and you know, the straight and narrow path is a short, of paying taxes. It's a long way to success. Exactly. And they were too ambitious. Guy. So like, how the hell do we pay less taxes than everybody else? So these niggas, uh, Atul Shine, exactly, come with a bright idea to, to create a bank and they call it Charterhouse Bank. Sounds like a whole series on Netflix. Like it is. Narcos. Like it sh- there should be a whole documentary. It's kind of like Narcos, but Narcos, because Narcomats. On the rise and fall. Narcos. The rise and fall of my dick. <laughs> I mean, the rise and fall of Narcos. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the rise and fall is a phrase would really go well with like your dick. Yeah. I came, I saw, or I saw, I came. <laughs> I saw, I, I conquered, found, I saw, I conquered, then came. And then I came. The order is wrong. It's like, like, like if you came, if you that. came, you saw, I conquered, that's premature ejaculation to the max. You I came before you saw. saw. Was it a glory? Or it's like when you masturbate before having sex because you got to release a single before oh, releasing an shit. album. Oh shit. You came, you saw, and then you conquered. You ever noticed that when you masturbate just before having sex, the sex lasts so much longer? That's a strategy, actually. <laughs> exactly. Full of tips today. So I came, I conquered, and then I saw that I probably could last longer than usual but anyway <laughs> back to nakumat coming back to nakumats right so they start a whole coming bank. back to nakumat <laughs> they start a whole bank called charterhouse bank right and charterhouse bank the whole idea behind it was they would get revenue from nakumat supermarket funnel it into charterhouse bank which like had a lot of nameless faceless accounts right and then they would report losses on nakumat's books because like where's the money we don't which have any super money clever when you think about and it and when they report losses then they don't pay tax so they pay much less tax and at some point there was like a cbk governor i forget the name because like you know i'm not a memorizing machine guys we'll have to go watch the video to get let's this, just you know? call him uh it was a cfo no, it wasn't a CFA. It was a, the president of the central bank or something. Okay. And the idea was like, he figured out like, hey, Nakumat is 20 times more profitable than Ichumi. It's expanding like crazy. Yeah, and yet it pays less than a fraction of what Uchumi pays in VAT. And generally it's... A solid business. Yeah, exactly. If you're reporting losses, how are you expanding so fast? Even into other territories, like they open a branch in Kigali, Rwanda, then they open another one in Uganda. Like these guys were expanding and going around. So this guy, to go back to our earlier joke, he had learned the ropes. 
He had learned the ropes. <laughs> the rope jokes are just coming, yeah. right? So the idea was that what Nakamad would do, or what they would do with Charterhouse Bank, is they'd funnel all this money into these nameless, faceless accounts, pass them through international money laundering skills, uh, 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 money laundering schemes, like, like take them to tax havens and stuff, and they'd find their way back to Atul uh, Shah and company. Actually, Atul Shah did this with his cousin who used to own Kingsway um, tires, you know? Wow. So it's like a whole Shah family thing. The Shah family, by the way, if you go back to India, is well known for, for business, business and leadership. It's like a specific case. In so if India. you know a Shah, ask them for money. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's like that that Burner Boy song. I need Ibo and Shah. I need Ibo and Shah. I need an Ibo and a Shah in my yeah, life. Because like the Nigerians are also really great when it comes to illegal. I need a shy ho too. <laughs> Shy ho, shy. What the hell is a shy ho supposed to be like, though? Like, it's okay, you can pay uh, me, but switch off the lights. Yeah, I'll give she, you sex for payment. She, she wants you to come before you see him conquer. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, but don't suck my boobs. Yeah, I'm a shy ho. You <laughs> How know. are you a shy ho? So anyway, <laughs> if in the comments, let us know. This one is probably not going up to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, some of it could, but most, of, most, it of, it yeah, most of it isn't. Yeah. Especially the better child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Because she has money and she. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we're going to have to tell Trevor to like, just like cut off these parts when Trevor, he's. Trevor might actually want to keep them. <laughs> Um, but anyway, like what I was saying is so Charterhouse Bank um, started to become like a whole situation. So it was not only laundering money for Nakumet, getting like um, illegal loans for them and stuff, but it also had accounts for hire for a, lo- a lot of other money laundering schemes. You know, like businesses. there was um, uh, W.E. Tilly, the fish selling company that, you know, is tied to so many scams and frauds, you know, like like Imperial Bank and, and mm. stuff. There were like a lot of politicians who were trying to launder their money and legitimize it, who would like hire um, accounts in Charterhouse Bank and stuff. It all came to a head when finally the law caught up and Charterhouse Bank was, you know, like uh, it, 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 it investigations began and like funds started getting frozen. And when Nakama could no longer access these funds, it couldn't pay supplies, it couldn't pay its rent, it couldn't pay salaries. And, you know, like the whole house of cards started to blow down. And this was sometime in 2017. That was a while ago. So that's money laundering uh, on, on such a huge well, scale. A huge scale for multiple years, like de- decades, basically. Yeah. And here's where, like, we talk about the Tuskies connection. Tuskies was modeled right after Nakubat. Like, even Tuskies, like, the, the name owner itself, of Tuskies used to be an employee of a Tulsha and company. And they liked him so much, they gave him capital to start Tusker mattresses. Tusker mattresses. Tusker, you get the reference to the elephant that the Nakubat is like. And Tuskies would get, like, really cheap capital from Charterhouse Bank. They used to bank with them. But now what Did happened they actually with Tuskies? Yeah, with, with Tus I mean, of course they were competing, but it was like friendly competition. Friendly competition. Yeah. But with Tuskies, it's kickbacks not the well. it, what happened with Tuskies, like the road to the bottom is because a lot of their banking and a lot of their easy credit was got from Charterhouse Bank. When Charterhouse Bank went under investigation and accounts were frozen, Tuskies didn't no longer had access to all these easy funds. And so they started defaulting on like payments to supplies and rent and the same thing, right? Mm. And Around this time, the owner of Tuskies, again, I forget his name. I'm so sorry. I'm shit with the, with names. He dies 
And then there's like this whole sibling rivalry that goes on in his family over and who gets to six external managers. Exactly. And, and then it's just the, the beginning of the end. In the public, where they had that ex- external man- manager, then the family members were out at his door, like begging for his blood. Because that yeah, was the, the CEO, height. right? That was the height of the, the, the scandal. Exactly. And then on top of that, you know, um, you've got like this whole situation where some of the siblings are just like siphoning funds out of the supermarket for their own personal use. So, you know, there's also a lot of like mismanagement and embezzlement of funds. It's crazy to think that with all this, people will still come at you on social media and say, it's all God. I thank God for helping me get to the success. That's better Chalo, isn't it? Yeah, but also like the, the, the managers. Everybody like, invokes like, God when they do like, like, rent, like politicians invoke God right after they, you know, they, 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 they get like, a, or like they get acquitted <laughs> over corruption <laughs> allegations, which you know abuses. they were guilty of. Or like, human rights God, like God, God man. <laughs> I don't want to get. I mean, God's gonna be really corrupt for him. There is one in particular who is a very high-ranking individual in politics right now. The highest mm-hmm. ranking, I should say, actually, mm-hmm. he has a habit of crying in church. <laughs> We're not gonna name names. We're not gonna name names because we might just find someone knocking at our door and like, hey, yeah. What was that joke you made about maize? Yeah, come maize. on, let's take it to Kijabe Forest. <laughs> Kijabe Forest, we're not Franco, Franco Beggy, we are so sorry you died, man. Imagine what they're hard. like in heaven right now, like chilling there without nuts. I know. So, like, like the thing is, the thing is here that um, a lot of people love to invoke God because they know that we have a soft spot for religion. Africans. So the minute someone's like, God will fight for me or God fought for me, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's got to be innocent because why the hell would, why you, the hell invoke would you invoke God? You know, if the thing was like, if I'm lying, let God strike me down. I feel like God is probably like, huh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Because like everyone always invokes the name. But anyway, he's talking about people who went and met, met their makers. Unfortunately, this weekend, one of uh, Africa's great musicians or celebrities. AKA. Away, AKA. He got, got shot. shot. He got AK'd. Oh my God. <laughs> AK-47. Well, oh I'm so God. sorry. <laughs> That, that laugh was way too enthusiastic for the topic. <laughs> We've done this so many times before. Rest though. in peace, aka rest in peace to Loba. We respect you. We love you. But then that said, though, we had like this whole conversation over was he conscious or not? Because he got shot in the back of the head. And we we're like, how long was he conscious? Like, was it really a painful death? I feel And we like, started talking about like the guillotine and like the French Revolution. And I all feel that. like it was instant. As much as his death was visceral, you saw a lot of blood and everything. And that's why I brought up the study. Uh, back when guillotine was like the standard execution method during the, like, during the French Revolution. For those who don't know the, what the guillotine is, because you know, like, um, it, it's like a whole like European thing. I'm pronunciation might vary as well. So yeah, so know. it's guillotine. guillotine yeah. If you want to like pronounce it like as it is written, but guillotine. Yeah, the I'm guillotine sure killed him. I'm sure, there's a kid in Kisumu called guillotine. Guillotine, or guillotine or the arm. <laughs> guillotine, good job. BBI. It sounds BBI like such a nice check. name, like, like Jill, <laughs> but then it's actually a, a device used to kill people. It's so funny, though. I mean, like, a quick segue. How do you determine, especially when you're picking an exotic name, whether it's supposed to belong to a girl <laughs> or a boy? So is guillotine a girl's name or a boy's name? You just go with the traditional associations. Like, how many people do you know named, I don't know. I mean, how many people do you know named BBI? <laughs> so if you name your kid BBI, you have literally no precedent, no well, reference. Well, I guess BBI has BB. The BB means wife in Swahili. Okay, fine. Constitution. BBI. BB my eye. Because like, there's probably kids somewhere named Constitution. Probably. There's yeah. one in, in Would Spain you name your called... Constitution or your boy? No. But there's one in Spain which actually led to the rules being changed in Spain about naming kids. His name was Juan Calzón, which Calzón means underwear. Why would you name your kid underwear? Juan Calzón. There's like John, <laughs> John Goda. John Thong. John Thong. 
Johnson Thong. Imagine Johnson Thong can do there. Imagine if that was like a super badass person. Like he wouldn't even have the James Bond kind of thing. He's like, what's your name? Thong. Coming James back to Guillotine or the Ambo. Yeah. What happened was with the Guillotine, like it was like this blade, right? That 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 falls down at an insane speed. Very heavy as well. It was exactly. Weighted. And and uh, like basically put your head in there and it just like falls and it's like a clean Chops slice. Your head and it's then almost it like you know, like a knife through butter. So because of how visceral it was, people thought it was inhumane. And then they did a study to just try and, uh, I guess, campaign against it. Exactly. But then the scientists who did the study uh, did some experiments with the head that had just been literally chopped off right. uh, to see if it was responsive. And they were able to conclude that the head was, like the, the, the person was completely brain dead as soon as the impact like landed, as soon as the head came How off. How did they, they determine dead. that though? Because I remember we had this debate and I was like, I read something different and they were like, actually, um, the a decapitated head, a decapitated head maintains consciousness for a few seconds after decapitation. You said this and was there was like this apocryphal story of mm. like this countess or something where after she got decapitated by the guillotine, the guy holding up her head slapped her cheek and she blushed. Which is a weird like reaction. Face flushed. Which you is know, a like, weird oh reaction God, to laughing. a slap. Like what was that countess doing in her life? No, but then again, I mean, like, like naturally, slap if me, someone daddy. slaps you, your you face is blush, gonna flush. Though. Oh, you like like blood rushes to your face, like a weird reaction. It's embarrassment mixed with pain and stuff. You, your face, <laughs> like, you even frown, and her face literally frowned as she was flushing, or at least as, as a story. But goes. then, why was she crying then? Why wasn't she crying? If she had been decapitated, she would have been crying because she was feeling pain, right? I mean, how many people do you know who cry after a slap? Well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm talking about the slap that made her cry. Like the, the pain of the decapitation should have made her cry. Unless it wasn't painful. I mean, Unless decapitation is not necessarily painful. Because the argument here isn't whether the decapitation is painful or not. It technically it's was. whether or not you are conscious after decapitation. Well, they wanted to find out if it was humane enough. So if there was a lot of pain or significant pain, they, it would have to be changed, obviously. Hmm. Uh, but it turns out there wasn't. And that's my argument saying, like, if there was pain, she would be crying. Like, if she was slapped, I think that was just, like, the, the reflex. Like, how you have frog's legs they still respond to electrical impulses even after they've been cut like hours later. Or a chicken running yeah, around I mean, with his head off. I mean, that's the debate. Like, like, was it like genuine consciousness or is it just like a case of like after death reflexes? And I guess that like I was like, we kind of like concluded like you would never know simply because the only real, um, the only real source of truth over whether consciousness is maintained after death or not is the person dying. And you'll never be able to know because you can't ask them the question. What's the best way to die? I think in your sleep, oblivious. But that could be traumatic though. Because imagine how many ways you could die in your sleep. You could choke. I've choked no, in my sleep. No, I and mean it's like peacefully. Of course, I'm going, sleep for the most, I'm going for the most peaceful kind of death. Like you have a dream, a good dream, no nightmares. Of course, it's not like Freddy Krueger type shit, you know, like <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. It's like you are in a dream. Maybe you see a light, you're going to heaven. It's all frolicking and porn. And, and, oh and my basically, goodness. And 77 virgins. And 77 virgins. Who are 70 boys? virgins. Who are boys. No, that would be disappointing. That would be a nightmare. Yeah. Imagine if you like, get 70 virgins in heaven and they're all boys. How do I wake up from this dream? <laughs> exactly. This like it's a good dream. You're dying peacefully in your sleep, no pain. I think that would be a good death because ultimately nobody like let's be honest of all the people who've died and I, I know I'm talking out of my ass because I've never died and I've never talked to someone who's died but of all the people who've died <laughs> nobody cares the impact of their death after they're dead because they're dead they don't care it's all about how you get there actually if you think about like everyone's fear of death it's not death per se it's about how you get to that place if you think about it death is actually worse for the people who get left behind right because if you think about dying, like this is an interesting conundrum. Like you're in a situation, let's say it's a hostage situation. 
Right. Who dies first? Everyone would be offering, like if it's your family, for example, everyone would be like, no, take me instead, take me instead. Although that is technically the easier option for you because you wouldn't be left behind with the pain of remembering, oh, I watched my family member get shot. Exactly. So it's... It's a, it's a I, I mean, I mean, it's it's by that logic, then, like, if you're ever in a situation where someone's like, you're all going to die, but you got to choose who dies first. It's probably in your best interest to want to die first. You want to die first because you like, don't want to see that shit. deal with the trauma. <laughs> you're gone. So we, You'll be gone. You don't care. So it is quite unfortunate what happened to AKA. And there's a lot, of, not a lot, but then there's a few theories I'm hearing about what happened is like uh, his ex-fiance apparently had committed suicide, but the family was adamant apparently that he did not allegedly like that she did not commit suicide she was with aka probably pushed her off Mm -hmm. but that is the level of bitterness and people are associating with this family right so you guys in nairobi it's valentine's so it might like have been a revenge killing and it's valentine's you guys might have psycho girlfriends or their families might be psycho so (laughs) i would advise you not to get into trouble with any psycho girlfriends because i've heard stories about psycho partners and they are scary like um give us someone a story uh recently about we actually have to do because we already did the mr mr bendo bendover guy that was our meme review that was our meme. Yeah, review. Mr. Hotcake. That's what he called himself. You have to have the feet to roll with me. How many minutes have we been recording? It's almost for? been 45 and we're almost... Uh, oh my up. God, it felt so short it's because we've 45. talked so much. Oh my goodness, it's... it's uh, yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, that's It's so great because you get carried away by the conversation. That's how it should be. I would love for us to like do two hour podcast recordings at some point. We'll probably Joe end up Rogan to a point style. where we do a live recording like the Sandwich Podcast. Speaking of, remember Hopefully that? We get the, there the, one day. Who, what, what are they called? The Sandwich Podcast guys. There's three of them, right? There's the, the I remember you were making The guy a with a straight face and the guy who with the picture was like. And the guy who was baring his teeth laughing. Like you could hear him laugh through the pictures. Like, <laughs> and it looked like he was. <laughs> an animalistic thing. You know, is threatening us. He's baring you know, his in teeth. nature, in the animal world, when an animal bears its teeth <laughs> at you like it's smiling, it's actually a threat. It's not happy, it's a threat. Like, have you ever seen a dog bear its teeth at you? That's It's not happy. Yeah, it's not yeah, smiling yeah. at you. Bro, that thing is about to bite the shit out of you. So that Get away from that. how we're going to close up this episode. It's been fun. It's been real. We don't know if we're going to post it, but we're going to post some sections about it. Like, probably use some snippets. Yeah. Most probably. Uh, but and we'll probably cut out all the parts where we body shame each other. It's not body shaming. It's body critiquing. I think we could call it. We're body critiques. So thanks for having um what thanks for having us thanks yeah. for joining us guys we this is like episode five or six now and we still don't necessarily know what we're doing but we thank you for coming along with the ride and we cannot wait to get to a hundred subscribers simply because I mean it's a sh- it's like very very few subscribers for us a huge milestone it's a huge milestone because like we are literally just like shooting the shit here so to know that so many people actually find us entertaining find us would be humbling to say the least. And maybe we could do like a hundred subscriber special. We can get what like would we some, do with, for the hundred. We can have one of our subscribers come and join us. That's a good idea. So if you want to get to be that subscriber, like get that number up as high as possible, as soon as possible. Yeah. This has been the Think Shack. This is Jean. And this this is Neil. Well, this is more. You mentioned my name a couple of times in the thing, so. Okay, yeah. fine. This is Rams. No, fuck it. No, we've okay. been doing this anonymous and anonymity shit. For too long and it's not working. I mean, we still won't show you a video. Fuck you. But like, we are we, doing BTS, we'll by the way. So those are super entertaining. We're going mm-hmm. to go to different places. Uh, keep in store. I mean, keep a lookout for the, for those ones. Uh, we have a lot more content coming up. So stay stay tuned. Bye bye. Ciao.